Welcome to Wealth Simplified, your guide to navigating the intricate world of wealth. Whether you're a first-generation wealth creator or a steward to multi-generational wealth, we want to make the complex simple and the vision clear. Join us as we unravel strategies and perspectives behind building, sustaining, and preserving wealth, empowering you with the knowledge and confidence to shape a secure financial future. Let's get to it. The following presentation by Waldron Private Wealth is intended for general information purposes only. No portion of the presentation serves as a receipt of or a substitute for personalized investment advice from Waldron or any other investment professional of your choosing. Please see additional important disclosure at the end of this presentation, a copy of Waldron's current written disclosure brochure discussing our advisory services and fees is available upon request at www. WaldronPrivateWealth.com. Hey, hey, welcome to Wealth Simplified with Waldron Private Wealth. We are a brand new wealth management podcast, and you're listening to episode one. We are so excited to get started and to build a community of listeners interested in learning about all things wealth management. And today we want to spend some time introducing ourselves, our firm, and then some of the concepts that we'll be discussing down the road on the show. So without further ado, Allie, tell me about yourself. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, so I am so excited to be here and share this podcast with all of you. Sam and I have been really excited to get started with this. And today we're going to talk a little bit about who we are, who our firm is, and really what we stand for in the industry. So I wanted to start with a little bit about my background, and then Sam will share hers. So You know, I come from pretty humble beginnings. Uh, Most of my family is from right on the border of Ohio and West Virginia. And the Mid-Ohio Valley is filled with wonderful, hardworking people, but it's a little bit of a lower income area. And my family was certainly a part of that lower income spectrum. Uh, My dad went through sporadic periods of unemployment And I remember it being very difficult for him to keep a consistent income for our family. And my mom worked full time, but her job really wasn't enough to keep a family of four afloat. I have a younger brother who's about nine years younger than me. And we both really saw the money and financial decisions for our parents be a a source of stress. Mm -hmm. And I recall them arguing about money and credit cards and the mortgage. Their marriage eroded over much of my childhood, and my parents ended up divorcing when I was 16 and my brother was seven. And at that point, I I was forced to pretty much get a job. Um, you know, I was 16. It was time for me to start working anyway. And I got a job at Wendy's Hamburgers and pretty much took every hour that they would give me after school and on weekends. And honestly, I largely started to support myself at that point. You know, my mom had my brother who was seven. At that point, I was driving. I had a car. I had some expenses of my own that I needed to support. And in the summers, I would work additional jobs at my grandparents' small business and also at a dog kennel. So it was it was not unheard of for me to have two or three jobs to to support that. And really, it was through my parents' struggles that I found my interest in finance. I heard their arguments, and it instilled in me a desire to understand money. 
And by nature, I'm also a person who is really a people person. And I began as I got older to marry these ideas of being able to understand finances and be able to help people with that. And that started to form my career path. I remember at my first interview with a financial services company, I told the recruiter, if I could just help one family avoid the financial stress that I saw in my parents, then my career would be a success. And so really outside of those things that shape my money beliefs, you know, on the personal side, I'm a mom. I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old. And instilling money values and work ethic in them is incredibly important to me as a mother. Um, and so, you know, that's that's a little bit about, you know, my personal background. And fast forward, I am now in my 14th year of finance of, of helping individuals and families every day. I've been at Waldron for about four and a half years. And prior to Waldron, I spent nearly a decade at one of the largest brokerage firms in the U.S. And I think it's worth noting that my path to finance was not a straight line. So as an athlete in high school, um, I went to college and I actually worked in the athletic department to help pay my way through college. I did everything from run the scoreboard at basketball games to line judging volleyball games, marking jumps in the long jump pit during track and field meets. Um, I happened to graduate college in 2008 during one of the greatest recessions of all time. And at that time, the job market obviously wasn't great. So I decided to stay in college and pursue my MBA And in order to get into MBA school, all I knew was athletics at that point. I was a high school athlete. A lot of my work history was within the athletic department at that time. So I decided to pursue an MBA with a concentration in sports management. And I moved to Florida and I worked for a Division I athletic department full time when I was doing my graduate work. So we would work full-time during our program, and then from 7 to 10 at night, we would attend our classes. And outside of that, I also moonlighted for the Miami Dolphins, the Miami Marlins, the Orange Bowl. I got to work the NCAA National Championship uh, between Florida and Oklahoma that year. I worked multiple NCAA uh, March Madness tournaments and eventually made my way to Pittsburgh and worked for Pitt Athletics before transitioning back into finance, which was, you know, ultimately my goal. But my athletic background was heavy on operations. So actually, my first job in finance was in an operational role supporting advisors. So I haven't been a financial planner for all of that 14 years. And I credit my my background within athletics into getting me where I am today. Ali, I love your origin story. I think your background brings such like an empathetic and unique approach to client situations. And I I love hearing about it. Um, And, you know, I think my path was also not a straight line to finance. I definitely consider myself sort of stumbling on it and especially stumbling on wealth management. I had no idea I would do something like this. So um, similarly, I grew up in a very, very small community uh, in Western Pennsylvania It was a beautiful, idyllic town. It was incredible growing up there. And 
I come from a pretty large family, so I have three sisters. So family of four girls, you know my parents are absolute saints. Um, My sisters are all older than me, so I'm the baby of the family. Um, And we are very, very close. They have two kids each. They're my best friends. So definitely a uh, a tight-knit family. And uh, when I was nearing high school graduation, I was like Peter Pan. I was like the girl who just never wanted to grow up. I was so afraid to go to college. I was scared to step out of my bubble and meet new people. But my parents shoved me out of the nest. They're like, you're going, which is so funny to me because now I am like a lifetime learner. Like how many credentials have I acquired? I am never satisfied with my education. So, so funny looking back. But um, I spent the next three years getting my undergrad at Pitt. And initially when I went into college, I was studying architecture. So I had a very technical brain. I had a math-oriented brain, and I thought that that would set me up for architecture. But what do you know? Architecture is actually uh, very, very heavy in art, and I do not have an artistic bone in my body. So uh, I very, very quickly pivoted to the, the business school. And the reason I did that is because Pitt Business allows you to sort of test drive all of their different majors. So it gave me kind of a diverse look into the business world, and I ultimately fell in love with finance. So fast forward to the beginning of my career um, with a finance major, I assumed I would work in some type of corporate finance or M&A. But my first job out of college was working for one of the big name banks in their high net worth wealth management arm. And to my surprise and delight, it really could not have been a better fit. You know this, Allie, but I am an extrovert by nature, so I'm really energized by people And what's so special about wealth management is that you get to know these people so intimately. You get to know their families, their fears, their struggles, their dreams, and just build really, really strong relationships. So that is so, so special to me. Um, But I'm also type A. I'm math-oriented. I'm a planner. So the problem-solving and the structure and the creativity that wealth management gives me, just I I thrive in that environment. Um, so I actually found Waldron or, or they found me um, through a headhunter. I think you as well, Allie. Yes. Uh, about three and a half years ago. Um, and, you know, now I find myself helping individuals and families through life's many complexities. So whether that's a transition like the sale of a business or a marriage, a divorce or just navigating a really t- complex tax and estate law system. Um, that's what we do day to day. Lastly, Allie left you with a a personal fun fact or anecdote, so I will share a story that I think speaks uh, some volumes about me. Um, I mentioned that I'm the youngest of four girls, and I think that youngest kids get a bad rap, but I really find that youngest children are very resourceful kids. So since I was a kid, I was very, very entrepreneurial. I was always looking for ways to make money. And, you know, I did the whole lemonade stand, the thing that every kid does, but I pretty quickly found that that space is just saturated. Everyone's doing it. All the kids on the block are, and it's hard to stand out. So I uh, started my own business, and what I decided is that I would start reading people's fortunes. So I got myself a really fancy robe. I got myself a magic eight ball, and I uh, went by the pseudonym, created a sign that said, The Great Samu. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, I have to tell you guys, it was a great success. I think my mom had her fortune read three or four times. Um, So it was great. It was definitely the start of an entrepreneurial career. 
um, and an entrepreneurial mindset for me, which I think a lot of individuals at our firm definitely share and it would resonate with them. I love that so much because that is an amazing segue into a little bit about how our firm was founded, which we're going to talk a little bit later in the episode about some of our core pillars for our company. And one of our core pillars is we are all entrepreneurs. And the gentleman that started our firm, John Waldron, has an amazing story about Mm -hmm. why he started Waldron. So, Sam, can you tell us a little bit about John's story? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love this story. So, yeah, speaking of entrepreneurial journeys, you know, we did think it would be beneficial for you guys to learn a little bit about why we were founded, sort of the why behind Waldron. Um, So, yeah, I wanted to talk about our founder, John. And John Waldron is an absolutely wonderful person. He is a true leader. He is incredibly, incredibly generous. Um, And he's also a recovering CPA or certified public accountant. Self-described. Yep. Recovering CPA. (laughs) So uh, he started his career in the early 90s, and he was working for one of the very large CPA firms in the international tax space. And John was unique because he always saw the value in holistic wealth management. So that's, you know, the concept of marrying a client's tax, estate, investment management, and core financial planning together. The problem was, at that time, CPA firms could not actually implement their financial planning recommendations because the tax and finance industries were siloed by regulations. So... He had a client that he was working with, and he came up with all of these incredible strategies for him. He said, you know, do this strategy and you'll save $100,000 in income tax. Do this strategy and you'll get a million more dollars to your heirs at your passing. He just had really, really wonderful ideas. So the client said, absolutely. I love it. How do we begin? And John said, well, unfortunately, I am unable to help you implement these strategies. You're going to have to go elsewhere to do that. And so the client looked back at him and said, well, then what good are you? And that was it for John. That was his light bulb moment. That was his aha. He realized, I don't want to just be the idea guy. I want to be the implementer. And with that, Waldron was born. And I love that story about John because it really resonates why we were founded, right? We were founded on the principles of helping people better their financial situation and being the the main professional in that relationship to quarterback all of these strategies, to marry all of those planning techniques together. And I always love listening to John tell that story because it brings me back to exactly why we are in this business and why we help people. Absolutely. And, you know, thinking about those early founding principles that John had with Waldron, one of the big musts for John was a team approach. Individuals from diverse backgrounds to bring the sharpest perspective and generate the best quality ideas for our clients. John has always been a huge advocate for people from different backgrounds that bring different ideas to the table. And I still remember the guys talking about the early days in the office where they would gather in the back corner hallway and just mm-hmm. talk about what is going on at at the firm. It's It's a collaboration effort and the idea that multiple brains come up with the best ideas. Another thing that John was incredibly persistent upon was the independent approach. 
He wanted uh, to create a firm that was independent, which meant no proprietary products. We are independent of any company that wants to push a specific product or have this type of recommendation or this type of mutual fund that may have an agenda behind it. So you're never going to find any proprietary products at Waldron. And we're independent by nature, which allows us to put our clients first. Mm -hmm. And boutique. You know, John came from the ultra high net worth space on the CPA side, and he wanted to maintain that boutique feel that we still maintain today. So we work with uh, a niche group of clients, and we'll talk about that a a little bit later on, but we want a high-touch client-to-staff ratio, and we pride ourselves on the fact that we have a five-to-one client-to-staff ratio. So we work regardless of asset size, we really want the the relationship to be mutually beneficial that makes sense for both Waldron and the client. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great segue into some of the goals that we have for the firm. So, Sam, can you talk a little bit about our firm goals? Yeah, yeah, of course. Absolutely. So I would say just taking a, a quick step back. So Waldron manages approximately $4 billion in assets for about 270 families. B. Billion with a B. Yep, that's a billion. And uh, we have a staff of approximately 75 individuals, which is crazy because when I joined three years ago, that number was not even 50. So just a testament to the growth that we've experienced in the last couple of years. But I would say that a high percentage of our clients are business owners or they're entrepreneurs who have recently or not so recently sold their business. Uh, But we also work with a lot of high net worth individuals and families who have complexity within their financial situation. And complexity can be many things, right? It can be an executive with a very complex compensation plan that's riddled with stock options, restricted stock, deferred comp. Um, But it could also be, you know, a family that is going to have a very large estate at the end of their life and they need help with legacy planning and wealth transfer. So it, it truly varies day to day, family to family. Um, but our goal is the same with all of our families. It's to simplify their life, simplify their situation. So for many of our families, that means that we act sort of as a personal CFO. Um, we advise our clients on any item that touches wealth. So I think at many, many firms, that's investment management only. But here it's estate planning. It's tax planning, risk management. Uh, We're really there to identify opportunities, propose solutions, and be an advocate for them as we implement their solutions alongside their accountant, their attorney, and their professional team. I love that so much. And, you know, as Sam mentioned, we work with a lot of business owners or former business owners who have sold their business. And the reality is for a business owner, their business is often the greatest asset that they're going to have in their lifetimes. And when we think about the structure of our relationship, we often consult with these business owners on a retainer or consultative basis, which makes us a little bit unique in the space in that you don't necessarily have to have investable assets to work with us. We have a lot of clients that will come to us and say, well, I haven't been able to find a true wealth manager because I have to have so so much in assets under management before somebody will talk to me. But we are in a unique space to where we work with so many business owners. We understand that structure and how it's important to them. 
Absolutely. It's so important. And it's one of the biggest things that we do. And you're right. It is unique in the space that you don't necessarily need liquidity to need help. Absolutely. Um, And that's, I think, where we can add a lot of value. I love it. So thinking about this podcast, Mm -hmm. right? So we recognize the vast need for financial literacy and education across the masses. And we want to make our advice and expertise available to empower people to create that better financial outcome for themselves. And with the expansion of the internet, social media, podcasting, there is a wealth of knowledge available for those who want to learn. And the barrier to learning and access to knowledge has never been lower. And quite honestly, we wanted to be a part of that community. So our goals for this podcast are going to be creating inspirational, motivational, and educational content on markets, investments, risk management, tax planning, estate planning, career counseling, and more. We plan to start this off as a once-a-month episode. We'll cover a new financial topic and... You're not just going to be listening to Sam and I. We are going to be joined by industry and subject matter experts, both inside and outside of Waldron. So you can expect to see CFA charter holders, CPAs, attorneys, business owners, and more. And honestly, we started this to help people. So if there is something that you want to hear on our podcast, we want to hear from you. Um, We want our audience audience to be active participants in our journey. And if there's something you want to learn about, you can reach out to us either on the website, waldronpw.com slash podcast, or you're welcome to email us from our website as well. And so this was really an introductory episode to introduce you to Sam, introduce you to myself. And next month, we are going to be coming out with our very first content episode, which is going to be the financial foundations. And we thought that that was appropriate because with our podcast being new, why not start with the foundation? Mm -hmm. Everybody needs to understand where to start in their financial journey. So within that episode, we're going to be covering the top four to five things that you should be looking for in your financial foundation. Everything from budgeting to cash flow to knowing your credit score to establishing your estate documents and more in that episode. So Mm -hmm. stay tuned and we look forward to walking this journey with you. of wealth management planning and advice, we'd love to connect with you. You can reach out to us directly at podcast at waldronpw.com. The previous presentation by Waldron Private Wealth was intended for general information purposes only. No portion of the presentation serves as a receipt of or a substitute for personalized investment advice from Waldron or any other investment professional of your choosing. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and it should not be assumed that future performance of any specific investment or investment strategy or any non-investment related or planning services, discussion, or content will be profitable, be suitable for your portfolio or individual situation, or prove successful. Waldron is neither a law firm nor accounting firm, and no portion of its services should be construed as legal or accounting advice. 
No portion of the video content should be construed by a client or prospective client as a guarantee that he or she will experience a certain level of results if Waldron is engaged or continues to be engaged to provide investment advisory services. A copy of Waldron's current written disclosure brochure discussing our advisory services and fees is available upon request or at www.waldronprivatewealth.com.